And we love you, Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Open up the floodgates of heaven. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good, for he is great, he is mighty, he is worthy. He's worthy of all the praise. I dare you to shout hallelujah. Because we owe God another praise. I dare you to clap your hands. Because we all got another praise. I dare you to stop your feet. Because we all got another praise. We honor the presence of the Lord that is here in this place. We're so grateful that the presence of the Lord is resting among us and here to give us a piece of his glory, a piece of his presence. So we are here to worship him. We want to honor the men and women of God that serve this ministry. You may rest to your seats. We honor elders, many whether elder, our executive pastor, elder doctor, farmer, associate minister, evangelist, Barbara Hardaway, and to minister Lee McClendon. We're just truly grateful to God for all of you and to our deacon, Deacon Ray Gwynn. Come on and put your hands together for the men and women of God that serve us. And to our guest today, Apostle Matt, amen, we're truly grateful to you and Lady Beth, amen, we're just truly excited that you are here, amen. Um, For those of you that were on the prayer revival that Thursday night, he began to preach a rhema word. And I'm telling you, y'all going to stop missing stuff. Because one day we're going to have some money. We're going to be passing out thousands of dollars. And it's going to be for those that's there. That's how good the word is. It's worth that much and more. Amen. It's no price can be put on the word. And so Apostle was not able to finish. And he's coming today. He was just coming to worship with us today. I texted him. I said, you want to finish what you started? So he, he talked to us about being priests, and he's going to talk to us today about being kings. Amen? So if you missed it, you, you need to call me so I can send you the blog talk so that you can hear it for yourself. Amen? Uh, we are just blessed in the Lord today, and we are excited that his presence is here. Uh, we're going to ask our own um Elder Manyweather to come and to lead us into our intercessory prayer time. Following our intercessory prayer time, we will have our scripture reading from our very own sister, Vicki Malone. Following that will be prayer, opening prayer by our very own elder, Dante Farmer. They are coming at this time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, in the presence of the living God. In the presence of the living God. Lord God, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord God. 
Lord, we come to praise you today. We come to bless you today, Lord God. We come to extol you high, O oh God, to lift you up, Lord God, for you are worthy to be praised. Father, we come now to bless you now. We come now to extol you now. We come now to pour our love and our adoration upon you now, Lord God, because it is you, Lord God, that has made it all possible. We are your people, Lord God. We are the sheep of your pastor, Lord God. We enter into your gates with thanksgiving, Lord God, and into your courts with praise. We are thankful unto you, Lord God, and we bless your name, for you are good. Your mercy is everlasting. Your truth endures to all generations. Holy Father, we bless you now. We honor you now, Lord God. We seek your face now, Lord God. We magnify you now, Lord God. We ask, oh God, that the Spirit will saturate us, oh God, continuously, Lord God. That we will heal, Lord God, from you, Lord. We praise you here, Lord God. Every soul that is in this place, Lord God, you know each of us by name. So, Holy Spirit, fall afresh upon us, O God. Fall afresh, God. Let there be a time of refreshing coming from you, O God. That we may, O God, run this race with patience. Feed us from heaven, Lord God. Feed us from heaven, Lord God. Lord God, we want your spirit to move up in this place. Because, Lord God, it is him that is in charge. We are your people. We are your vessels. We are your servants. So, Lord God, what sayest thou today? Move by your spirit, Father. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for everyone that has come, Lord God. Help us now to forget about ourselves, to press through the pain, to press through the sorrow, to press through the agony, Lord God, that we may be dealing and set our affections on you, Lord God. May we forget about ourselves. May we concentrate on you, Lord God. May we cry out to the living God, because there is nobody like you, Lord. There is nobody like you, Lord. There is nobody like you, Lord. We honor you, Lord God. Hallelujah. 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 We bless you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We magnify you, Lord. We extol you, Lord. We extol you, Lord God. Hallelujah. 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 By your spirit, Lord God. Hallelujah. Have your way, Lord God. You know what we need, Lord. We know what you want, Lord God. You are looking for worshipers, Lord God. We are the worshipers, Lord. We come to praise you. We come to bless you. When we praise you, when the blessings go God, when the blessings come down, we praise you. When we don't feel like it, we praise the Lord. When we're quiet, we praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your word says, uh, you inhabit the praises of your people. You inhabit the praises of your people. So we shout our praise. We shout your victory. We shout your glory. We shout your honor. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. Give the atmosphere. Give the atmosphere. Give the atmosphere. Give the atmosphere. And let us hear you. Hallelujah. Yes. Oh, now, Lord God, have your way. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord God. 
It is not about us, Lord, but it is about you, Lord God. It is about you, Lord, and what you want to do in your people. So, Lord God, we thank you. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you. We magnify you. And we bless your holy name. Oh, God. Oh, God. Help us to press through, Lord God. And whatever we brought in here, Lord God. Help us to lay aside every weight of sin. Ah, and those sins that so easily beset us, aside, That we can run, Lord God. This race with patience. That we can hold out to the end. Now, Lord God, feed us. Now, Lord God, keep us. Now, Lord God, show us the way. Huh? Show us what you want us to do. Lead the way, Lord God. And help us, oh God. Every one of us in here. There's a work that you want us to do, Lord. And I pray, oh God, that we will hear your voice. And Lord God, those good works that you established for us, oh God, before the beginning of time, before we took our first breath, you knew this day would come, Lord God. You knew we would be here, Lord God. So we are here, Lord God. We are here at your command. Now, Lord God, we just bless you today. Lord God, the only thing we ask is that your will be done and that your kingdom come, huh? You know what we have need of. So, Lord God, we won't take no thought of what we need of. But, Lord God, we just want to bask in your presence. We want to be where you are, Lord God, to give your name the glory, to give your name the honor, to give your name the praise. Now, Lord, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done. Lord God, what you've already done. Somebody said, Lord, if you don't do nothing else, you've already done plenty enough for me. But, Lord God, you are better than that. You come on and you keep on. You keep on blessing us, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Let the breakthrough come today, Lord. Let deliverance come today, Lord God. Let victory come today, Lord God. Let a fresh understanding come, Lord God. Let wisdom flow, Lord God. Whatever your people stand in need of, Lord God. You know now, Lord God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. For your glory, Lord God. For your glory, Lord God. For your glory, Lord God. We give you the honor. We give you the glory. And we give you the praise. For you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And Lord God, we say thank you. In the name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior and our soon coming King. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Clap your hands, all people shout to God, the voice of God. Clap your hands, all people shout to God, the voice of God. Clap your hands, all people shout to God, all people shout to God. Lord, 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 Lord,
I will be reading from Psalms 148, verses 1 through 4. And it reads, Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his hosts. Praise ye him, sun, moon. Praise him, all ye stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heaven. And ye waters be above the heavens. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What in breath the readers, hearers, and doers of his name. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, you said in your word when two or three are gathered, there you are in the midst of us. Oh, Heavenly Father, we believe in your word. Your word allowed us to rise and to witness your glory. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for calling us by your precious name. We thank you for calling us, oh, Heavenly Father, and naming us before we were even created in the womb, oh, Heavenly Father. 
Oh, Heavenly Father, we remember your word. Oh, Heavenly Father, do this Daniel fast as Daniel had prayed. Oh, Heavenly Father, we ask you for your mercy. We ask you to humble our hearts, oh, Heavenly Father. We remember in your word, oh, Heavenly Father, when the word was found, oh, Heavenly Father. We humble ourselves before you. We ask you, oh, Heavenly Father, to humble us. We ask that you create in us the clean heart and renew us the right spirit, O oh, Heavenly Father. We ask, oh, Heavenly Father, that you renew, O oh, Heavenly Father, our minds, O oh, Heavenly Father, so we do not transform to the ways of this world, but renew by the spirit of our minds. O oh, Heavenly Father, we ask that you bless us with your Holy Spirit, O oh, Heavenly Father, that we may know more of you and less of self, O oh, Heavenly Father. Help us understand who we are in you through Christ Jesus, O oh, Heavenly Father. Your word, O oh Heavenly Father, says that you will bring to remembrance, O oh Heavenly Father, through your spirit, O oh Heavenly Father, in times as these. O oh Heavenly Father, be with your humble servant. O oh Heavenly Father, we know we may go astray at times. But one thing we do know, O oh Heavenly Father, we know, O oh Heavenly Father, who you are, O oh Heavenly Father, through Christ Jesus, your Son. And the spirit inside of us bears witness. We ask, O oh Heavenly Father, that you be with your people. That you be with our families and our household, O oh Heavenly Father. We ask that you strengthen us, O oh Heavenly Father, through your spirit, O oh Heavenly Father. You have called us to your purpose, O oh Heavenly Father, that we may shine as lights in this world, O oh Heavenly Father, and to bring glory to you. Father, humble us for not always doing that, O oh Heavenly Father. Guide us, O oh Heavenly Father, to shine your light. Guide us, O oh Heavenly Father, to reveal your truth. Guide us, O oh Heavenly Father, to stand in love. Bless us, O oh Heavenly Father, to not have fear. Guide us, O oh Heavenly Father, to walk in faith and not by sight. We ask, O oh Heavenly Father, that you be with this house, that you be with the angel of this house, O oh Heavenly Father, and those who you have called, O oh Heavenly Father, to be at this special time in this special place. You called us, O oh Heavenly Father, to call on you and to worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, help us, O oh Heavenly Father, stand on that truth, to stand on that rock, O oh Heavenly Father, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. Help us not be disobedient. Help us to hear you, O oh Heavenly Father, when it is very, 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 very stormy outside. Help us, O oh Heavenly Father, to focus on your Son, Christ Jesus, when he says to walk, that we may not, O oh Heavenly Father, be dismayed by what we see around us, O oh Heavenly Father, but help us build up that wall of continued hope, that only hope that we can have, O oh Heavenly Father, through Christ Jesus, your Son. You see everything that is taking place, but you said in your word that the righteous should live by faith. Help us stand and live by that faith, O oh Heavenly Father. And help us, O oh Heavenly Father, in season and out of season, fulfill thy ministry through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior, as a body for whole, O oh Heavenly Father, for you have called us, and we thank you, and we glorify you. Continue to be with this here house, O oh Heavenly Father, and be with the saints here this day, and be with all our families, all our friends, all our loved ones. For those who know you and don't know you, O oh Heavenly Father, Bless us to stand on your word and to fulfill that promise and to be faithful stewards. Help us, O oh Heavenly Father. This is the prayer that we offer up to you this day. And we stand firm, O oh Heavenly Father, knowing that you hear us. 
And we ask all these things in faith, O Heavenly Father. And only do we ask through Christ Jesus our Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you to Elder Miniweather for our intercessory prayer and to Sister Vicki for that fervent, fired up scripture. Amen. If you didn't feel the presence of the Lord in that, I just don't know what's going to happen. Amen. Amen. So we truly thank God for each of you and to Elder Farmer for our opening prayer. Um, we uh, are just excited about what God is doing in our midst. And so I'm going to ask that you bear with me for just a few moments. I do have something I want to, to do. Um, I'm going to ask anyone that is a veteran to please stand. If you are a veteran, you served our country. And I know we have two that are on the phone. I'm going to read this little poem, and then I'll do this little call. It says, what is a veteran? A veteran, whether active duty, discharged, retired, or reserved, is someone who at one point in his life wrote a blank check made payable to the United States of America for an amount of up to and including his or her life. This is an honor. And there are way too many men and women in this country today who no longer understand that fact. And so today, yesterday was uh, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, I'm sorry. I heard the man say, don't get them confused, and I'm getting them confused already. <laughs> Yesterday was Vet- Veterans Day, and so we want to honor our veterans that are here in the house and those that join us online. Amen. Our very own Deacon Rayford Gwynn. served in the Navy from 1951 to 1955, third-class petty officer. Our very own Brother Farrell Mack served in the U.S. Army 1967 through 1969 in the medical specialist as a sergeant. My brother, Tony Dwayne Cunningham, served in the U.S. Navy from 1978 to 1983. It says he was a Sinar, Sinar Technical Petty Officer, second class. All right. And my brother, Terry Dwayne Kimmins, 
who is still serving our country as a fire inspector with the city of Portland, but he served the United States Army as a corporal for eight and a half years. And we're truly thankful to God. Also joining us on the line from Phoenix, Arizona, is Brother Eric Smith, and it was the United States Air Force, and he, he just put T Sergeant, E6, retired. Amen. And we have with us Pastor Yates. Amen. And he is standing as a veteran. Veteran, you want to tell us when you served, where you served? Amen. Come on, church. Let's stand to our feet. Let's show them some love at this time. Amen. We know that 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 wasn't easy on anybody. They have a little pin that's a flag, and it says, thank you for your service. Amen. We want to take out this time to recognize and honor our guests that we have with us. I'm going to give Pastor Yates an opportunity to come and to address us, Um, but I see he has his lovely wife with him. Amen. Maybe she might sing for us. Amen. 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 Such a beautiful gift to the body of Christ. We're so grateful to both of them. Uh, We want to recognize and appreciate for visiting us, Sister Rachel Harris. Amen. If you would stand. Amen. Amen. And Sister Nicole Coleman-Huff. Amen. Now, I'm sorry, Nia. I don't know where I saw Nicole at. I'm reading wrong. It's Nia. Amen. We are so grateful to God that you chose to welcome with us. And sisters right here behind Sister Janetta, I don't have her name. She's been here before? All right. Well, we're glad to see you, sweetheart. Amen. But to those of you that are worshiping with us today for the first time, I am Pastor Kimberly Black. And on behalf of the Greater St. Stephen's Mission of Baptist Church, I want to say thank you for worshiping with us on today. It is an honor and a privilege and a pleasure to be able to usher you into the presence of the Lord that once you get there, you will find whatever it is you've been searching for because God is the only one that has it. And so today, as you worship with us, may you experience more of his love, more of his power, more of his presence. And may you, when you leave here, have a deeper relationship, a deeper desire to be in his presence and to love him more and to know more about him So we thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being a part of our worship experience. And thank you for for popping in. Amen. Sister Tanya needed two hands today, y'all. Amen. Thank you for popping in. Amen. Amen. So I want to just make a few announcements. Amen. Thank you for popping in. That's what that, that was. We needed somebody on the other side. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's work smarter and lot harder. 
Come on, it's it's the effect. We're supposed to be surprised, you know. Bam, amen. Um, I just want to make a few announcements that um, St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church will be hosting their annual toy drive, and that will be on December. I'm sorry. Okay, good. They don't have it there. Okay. Um, it's, it's in December, okay? I have the date for you. I thought I could find it right away. Um, but on the 18th, November 18th, at New Hope Mission Baptist Church, from 10 to 3, they will be giving out Thanksgiving food baskets. So if anybody needs a food basket, you can go to New Hope Mission Baptist Church, 3725 North Ganton Vine, 37, thank you, 3725 North Ganton Vine um, for um, the food basket. That's from 10 to 3 at New Hope Mission Baptist Church. Uh, St. Paul Mission Baptist Church Community Enhancements Annual Christmas Toy Giveaway. Thank you, Elder Farmer. Toys for newborns through 12 years old. Saturday, December 16th from 10 to 2, rain or shine. Um, they ask that you bring no children and then one adult per household shopping. And St. Paul is located at 8101 North 5th Avenue, Portland, Oregon. So we want to encourage you, if you know anybody that needs toys to get to St. Paul, get there early. Amen? Amen. Uh, we are just truly excited about what God is doing in our midst. On yesterday, we met with our ministry leaders, and can I tell you, we had a time, we had a time, we had a time in the Lord on yesterday. We left excited, we left ready to work, we left willing to work, and I want you all to get ready, amen? I, I, I heard, I got, we have visitors, so I'm not going to fuss, but I heard some of our leaders, they didn't say this yesterday, but they said they asked some of us to do things. And we told them no. Now, if you if it's no, I'm not feeling well, we understand. If it's no, I can't stand up, we understand. If it's no, I can't see, we understand. But a straight up no in the house of the Lord, you should be honored to serve. In the kingdom of God, to usher the people of God into his presence. It's an honor. Amen. And so we want to, this year in 2024, be praying for a yes spirit. Amen. In 2024, you be praying for a yes spirit. So when they come and talk to me, I'll say yes. I'll be glad. I'll be willing. All right, can we get an offering basket right up here? We're gonna, we want to bring our tithes and our offering. We want to do this quickly. If you want to give through Cash App, you can. Amen. Uh, it's a dollar sign GSS MBC PDX. You can give um, through Cash App or you can bring it here. Whatever you have, just come on and let's give. Amen. Uh, while you're giving, I also want to say that we will be providing Thanksgiving dinner for the RBC BHRC. You're going to have to give me that whole. BHRC, we will be with Pastor Yates, amen, and the ministry. 
We will be providing dinner. Sister Tanya got the turkeys yesterday. They're there already, and we're going to make sure that they have some kibbles and bits. Amen? Because we're going to have some, ain't we? Amen. So we, we want to make sure that our brothers and sisters that are houseless have what they need. Amen. Let's pray. Let, let's pray. Amen. Thank you for giving. Amen. Thank you for sowing into the ministry. also want to remind those of us that are looking for a record at the end of the year, please don't just drop your offering in the basket, but use an envelope, put your name on it, and the date. Because at the end of the year, a lot of people like letters to show that they've donated to the ministry. Amen. And I like it because it shows me where I need to up my giving. Amen. Sometimes I don't even record my giving. It just go out. Amen. But it shows me how much really I've invested financially to the relief of the ministry. Amen. We want to invite you to do that. Let's pray, and then I'm going to invite Pastor Yates to come up. And after he has greeted us, we'll be ready for praise and worship. And then we'll move into our altar call, and maybe Lady Yates will will sing a, a selection. And then after that, amen, if you don't feel like it, I understand. Amen. Um, um, but after that uh, altar call, selection will be the word of God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your the gifts and the givers. We thank you, Father, for blessing us today to be able to sow into the ministry and to be able to be cheerful givers. Bless those that gave, those that had the desire to give, and those, Father, that are thinking about, I want to sow, I want to be a blessing. We'll be so careful to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. As pastor is coming, I want to remind you that we are getting ready to celebrate our 40th church anniversary. Yes, 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 yes. August 2024 will be our 40th church anniversary. We are asking every member for $400. And if you say, I don't have it, I know you got about 100 friends that can give you some money to make it add up to 400 all right? I know, I know we got some somewhere. Somebody owe you some money somewhere. Amen. Call it back and sow it into the house of the Lord. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for the man of God as he's coming. Let the church say praise the Lord. I can't hear you. Praise the Lord again. God's been good to anybody in the house today. I can't hear anybody. Has God been good to anybody? Somebody just say thank you, Lord, for your sitting. Oh, real quick, think about his goodness. Thank you, Lord, where you are sitting. Somebody got to thank you, Lord. Somebody got to, God, you've been good to me. Somebody got a God, I couldn't have made it without you. You might be in the middle of something right now, but still, God, I wouldn't be making it without you. I ain't going to get started. I'm so excited to be in the house of God. Y'all, I'm glad to be saved. I'm just glad to be saved. You ain't got to call my name, but if God calls my name in that great getting the morning, I'm satisfied with that and God alone. I'm glad to be saved and know that I'm on my way to heaven. All right, I got some stuff. Y'all are cute, man. 
don't want to get too excited. All right. Amen, amen, amen. I just got done preaching at another church, and my sermon title today was God, I Need a Favor. Amen. Coming from Second uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 9, God is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness. I'm going to share this with you, and I'm going to sit down. The folks that counted you out can't count. Because God is on my side. God has shown me favor. God is still with me in the midst of my situation. And if God is with me, if God be for us, who can be against us? Nobody, nobody, nobody. Clap your hands and bless the name of the Lord.
to the congregation, to the body of Christ. So we want to pray and, and, and be in agreement that we all hear the word today. That the word not go in one person's ear and out the other ear. We're praying that the word falls on good ground and saturates this place with his presence, with his presence, with his power. Praying for the word, praying for the man of God that's going to come and proclaim the word. If there's praying in the pew, there's preaching in the pulpit. That's why you're standing at the altar today. I don't know what you need. I don't know what you need God to say to you today. I don't know what situation needs to be fixed. I don't know what problem needs to be resolved. But God does. And by you coming to the altar, you're not coming alone, but you got a brother, you got a sister standing with you today. We're tearing down strongholds. We're standing on faith today. So imagine yourself leaning on your brother, leaning on your sister. Because we're here to be helpers one to another. So God, we thank you for the word that's coming forth. We thank you for the man of God that's going to preach and proclaim your word to us. May we hear today what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. May your word come and bring healing, not just to our spirit, but to our minds, to our bodies, to our soul. Bring deliverance, Lord, because some of us have been held prisoners on our jobs, in our homes, in our own minds. God, set the captives free today. Let your word come forth, God. Some of us have been wrestling with the decision, do I live for Christ or do I continue to walk my way? Lord, I'm here to say today that the word is coming to let that that person know today the world don't love you, the world don't like you like Jesus does. Make up your choice. Make up your mind today to serve the Lord our God, to live for him, to live holy, to live righteous, to live blameless in this corrupt and perverse nation. Bless, bless Lord God, the hearers. Give Judah's power to the doers. And we'll be so careful to give you praise, glory, and honor. We thank you, Father. And we are clapping our hands, thanking you for the word that's coming, because we have a spirit of expectation that you, oh God, are going to speak to us today. You're going to move on our behalf right now. As I walk into my seat, you are moving. You are doing it. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on and bless the man of God. Thank you. 
giving honor to God, the Savior of our soul, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And we thank God for the angel of this house. Amen. Pastor Black, we love you. We appreciate you so much. And um, we don't come here to visit. We come here to be home. Hallelujah. Because you're a family. You're family. And we just love you. And we love you. We love you. We love you. Pastor Yates, so good to see you and your beloved First Lady here in the church service today. Thank God for you. Thank God for the other ecclesia in the house, the elders and deacons and deaconesses. We thank God for you and for your service. Now, Pastor Yates, I should have just let you go ahead and just take the service. Because <laughs> I don't have the gift of preaching. I have the gift of teaching. So um, I, I apologize up front that I don't get to preach much, but I, I do get to teach a, a good word. So I just thank God for the teaching of the ministry going forth. Hallelujah. And this, this has little to do with what I'm going to be talking about today, and I'll try to be brief because I know the time is limited. But I felt like there needs to be several of you that need to hear the scripture from the fresh place of Revelation, Isaiah chapter 60, Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 and 2, out of the classic Amplifies, it says, Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is arisen upon you. Look at that. The glory of the Lord. Behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and dense darkness all the peoples. But the Lord shall rise upon you, and his glory will be seen on you. It will actually be seen on you. Now, many of you are familiar with the Old Testament stories pertaining to the nation of Israel. What you may not realize is everything they went through was an example in the natural of the spiritual truth. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. I'm going to be using mostly classified, the Amplified Classic. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. Now these things befell them by way of a figure for an example and a warning to us. They were written to admonish and fit us for right action by good instructions. Mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1. The A clause says, since the law, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1, the A clause, the law was merely a rude outline foreshadowing of the good things to come instead of fully expressing those things. Now, we've read about the kings and prophets of Israel, and one of the most common stories has to do with Israel and their journey through the wilderness, eventually settling in the promised land and finally establishing their own nation. All of it provides a prophetic picture, if you will, of what God is doing now. Specifically, we're talking about the role of kings in Israel's history. I'm going somewhere with this, so hang on. Fasten your seatbelt because we're going for a ride. (laughs) Hallelujah. We know that Israel started. We know that Israel started with King Saul. They actually insisted on God to give them a king like other nations. Tragically, Israel didn't have anyone ready to be king. They weren't groomed by God for that position. Some say Saul was the best Israel had to offer as they insisted on having a king. God did release an anointing and favor and grace upon Saul to be king. 
And in his beginning years, we all know that he was a very good king. He ruled with great zeal, with great excellence. He had humility. He wasn't a self-promoter. He used his position well to serve as a king. But through time, but through time, he lost that grace because he turned away. Are you turning towards or are you turning away too? A king needs to turn towards, not turn away from. Can I say that again? A king needs to turn towards, not turn away from. Now, I'm talking to women and men alike when I say you are kings. Because in the spirit, there is no male nor female. for all one in Christ. So when I'm talking about kings, I'm also talking about queens. So a good queen is going to turn towards and not turn away from. Through time, he lost the anointing. He gave it up, actually, through personal sin. He began to manipulate his position as king. He began to war even against the, the man of God, the prophet, and, and God's purposes and that the Lord had for him. So he, he ended in a real train wreck or shipwreck. Then the Lord raised up a David. To take his place, while Paul, while Saul was still, while Saul was still king, David was anointed to be the next king. But there would be a period of time between the time he was first anointed and him actually being king, David. The story goes: Saul became very jealous of David because David had such favor. He knew what the presence of God was like. He knew that what about the anointing. He knew what the grace of God was like. David did. And write these verses down, 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 8. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 8. I know a lot of you are writing notes, so I want to give these a couple of times. 1 Chronicles 17, verse 7. 1 Chronicles 17, verse 7 says, David went from following the sheep to becoming king over Israel. Now, isn't that interesting? Because shepherds don't usually follow sheep. But he went from following the sheep to be promoted to be king over Israel to be leading the sheep. The emphasis is on the fact that in order to be a good king, you need to pay attention to the needs of the people around you. In, in order to be a good king, you need to pay attention to the needs of the people around you. So God, so the Lord began to groom David, even as a shepherd boy. He became the king God actually desired. Saul ended in a great disaster. One of the clear messages that was even being sung before the transition happened was about Saul killing his thousands and David killing his tens of thousands. I do want to pause for a second and say, praise God for the anointed worshiper. Thank you so much for your playing and the yes. bass player. I pre yes. praise God for the live worship. You guys did an awesome job. Yes, so went from Saul on a tirade in which he spent 10 years, maybe even as much as 13 years, trying to kill David. Saul inherited the position ungroomed. David was very groomed. 10 to 13 years of someone trying to kill you helps to prepare you. <laughs> Many have come out of these stories of Israel insisting on having a king. They came to a conclusion that God never intended for Israel to have kings, they say that God never wanted them to have an earthly king. However, when the Lord spoke to Abraham, the father of faith, one of the things that God promised
prophesied to Abraham was that from his descendants, he was going to raise up kings. So it was prophesied to Abraham from God himself that there would be kings raised up. So before Israel was even a nation, the Lord released the word that it was his desire to raise up kings. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. Hold on. We're almost there. Now, the problem is, is that all the definitions we have in the world of what a king looks like, almost all of them are very self-serving and self-promoting. Even the good kings. David was outstanding, and he had a couple rough patches, but he was a great king. Hezekiah was a great king until his final season. So Israel had some great kings, but Jesus actually came to bring a fresh revelation of what a royalty looked like. A fresh revelation. Can I prophesy a fresh fire? Oh, I'm not here to preach fresh fire, so you got to be careful. you got to mute all the problems on something. Hallelujah. A fresh revelation of what royalty looked like from God's perspective. Because he had such, because the earth had such a perverted perspective of what a king actually looked like. He did that because Jesus' intention for every believer is royalty. All right, all right, all right. I want to say that again. God's intention for every believer is royalty. His design for every believer is to be kings and priests in the earth. The qualifying scriptures out of the King James Version is Revelation chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. Revelation 1, verse 5 and 6. From Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, with the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our own sins with his own blood, and has made us kings and priests under God. So it's not you making yourself a king. It's not you making yourself a priest. It's him doing the work. He has made us kings and priests unto God. Revelation chapter 5, verses 9 and 10. Revelation chapter 5, verses 9 and 10. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, and to open the seals thereof, for you were slain, and has redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation, and has made us, past tense, unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. That's the word, and the word is final authority. i got to say that again. The word is final authority. It's not what you think. It's not what you feel. The word is final authority. Anything other than these two scriptures is a lie. I said anything other than these two scriptures is a lie. I, you start, got to start prophesying to yourself, I am a king. And I am a priest. You can you can try to lie to me, devil, but I got the truth now. 
I know what the truth is now because the word is final authority in my life, and the word says that I'm a king and I'm a priest in the kingdom. We're looking here at a no-time verse, a no-time verse. In other words, there is no time limit on these prophecies that are in Revelation. There's no time limit on it. Some people say, well, that was for the first 12 apostles. No, it's not. It's to every tribe, tongue, kindred, and nation. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Romans chapter 5, verse 17, the B clause. Much more, they, much more, they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Present tense. You reign, whether you feel like it or not, whether you look like it or not, or whether you sound like it or not, you're reigning in life. We see Jesus as the perfect example. In fact, Paul in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, mm-hmm. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, it says, let Jesus be our example. He, are, he is our example of a true king. And in part, that was one of his examples when he, this is one of his examples, when he took a towel and washed the disciples' feet. That was a servant's act. He was illustrating, he was modeling for us what a real king looked like from God's perspective. Everything he did, he did to illustrate what a real king was. We are to rule with the heart of a servant and serve with the heart of a king. I want to say it again because I want this in your spirit real deep. I'm just rule with the heart of a servant. And I'm just served with the heart of a king. God is redefining this issue. The reason is he has an intention for your life. Jen, he has an intention for your life, honey. I know it's struggle is hard. I know it's rough sometimes, but God. I know for some of you that are here, but God. I know it's a struggle for some of you that are on the line, but God. And can I prophesy, God's got a bigger butt than you do. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm home, y'all. So I just, I just, Pastor, I just, I just had, I just had to, brother. I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So God's redefining the issue. All right, all right. I'll try to reel it back in. God's redefining the issue of of kingship. The reason is he has an intention for our lives, that we would take our rightful place as royalty, that 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 uses the unlimited resources of heaven for the well-being of people around us. Pastor Yates, we have to utilize the unlimited resources of heaven for the well-being of the people around us. One thing a king is, a king doesn't listen to a problem in his kingdom and wonder who's going to fix it. A king faces a problem knowing they have the authority, the resources to solve anything that comes their way. I want to say it again. A king faces a problem knowing they have the authority 
and the resources to solve anything that comes their way. For that reason, when somebody comes to you with a problem, you know because you're a king. We don't pass the problem on. We use the resources that have been given to us to declare and decree the answer to whatever the problem is. When someone comes to you, woman of God, and says, I have this need and I have that need, you just begin to start, I declare and decree over you the answer. Jesus illustrated what it was like to be a king by addressing every problem that was brought before him. We are to do like Jesus did, drawing on the unlimited resources of heaven, and there needs to become a greater awareness within each of us, the reality of unlimited resources. Unlimited resources, because you serve an unlimited God. And because you serve an unlimited God, you have access to those unlimited resources. John 14, verse 12. John 14, verse 12. I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he himself will be able to do the things that I do. I just want that to sink into your spirit. The things that I do shall you do also. Now watch this. This is a, this is a mind-blowing verse. And Jesus said, Jesus' final authority, Jesus himself said, you will be able to do even greater things than I've done because I'm going to the Father. Wow. If Jesus could tap into the unlimited resources of heaven, we can tap into the unlimited resources of heaven for anything and everything that he has called us to do. It doesn't matter if we need the anointing for a miracle, if we need a word of wisdom for a problem that has come up, or finances for the call that he has placed on our life. Listen to another mind-blowing verse. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. He who did not withhold or spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all things? That's unlimited. All is an unlimited word. The point is, kings don't think with the same limitations as everybody else in the kingdom. God has called us to be kings and priests in the kingdom. Jesus was speaking, the things that I do shall you do also. Now, when Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of heaven, which is righteousness, peace, and joy, Jesus is adding emphasis when he says, seek first the kingdom. Because in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, Romans chapter 14, verse 17, for the kingdom of God, so then Paul describes what consists of what some of the kingdom is. For the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. 
Righteousness is defined as not only right standing with God, but it's knowing to do what is right. To do what's right. And the measure to which the righteousness of God is seen in, in your behavior is to that measure that you reign in life. The measure which I operate in the righteousness of God, his way in doing, being right, is seen in my behavior is the measure that I reign in life. Remember, righteousness is right standing with God, but it is also learning his ways of being and doing right. We already read and quoted Matthew 6.33, the B clause, his way of doing and being right. So I want to get this deep in your spirit. Jesus is our example of how to rule as kings in life. So when you're reading the red letter, if you have a red letter edition Bible, and you're reading the, the, in the red letters, it's so hot, it's in red. You've got to read those words, and this is the final authority has spoken. Yes, we will in time to come, but we reign in life now. The resources that Jesus demonstrated while he was here on earth was an example for us in how we, too, can operate in the kingdom of God. Now watch this. The kingdom of God is a present reality. I want to get that in your spirit, woman of God. I want to get that in your spirit, man of God. The kingdom of God is a present reality. A lot of people want to put it off until we pass on and have our home going, or when Jesus blows the final trumpet sound. But no, it says reign in life now. Shifting just a bit. The word proverb for the title of the book of Proverbs means saying or mysteries revealed. It also has in its structure the word to reign, to reign by or to rule by. That's what the word Proverbs means. Its wisdom by nature equips us to reign in life. Divine reasoning enables people to reign in life. Understanding, we're looking at the divine definition of reigning and ruling. The divine definition. Not human definition, not limited definition, but King Jesus definition. It's a grace that enables us to meet the needs that come before us. Let me give you a, a definition of the word grace. It's the word charis, K-H-A-R-I-S in the Greek. K-A-S-H-R-I-S, charis. And it means the empowering presence of God. A lot of people interpret it mercy. It's not. Mercy and grace aren't the same thing. Mercy is when I don't deserve it, I get it anyway. Grace is the empowering presence of God. So when Paul said, I sought the Lord three times about that thorn in my flesh, Paul said, the Lord said to him, my grace, my empowering presence in your life is sufficient to deal with this thing. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Classic Amplified. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. For because of one man's trespass, 
lapse offense. Death reigned through that one. Much more surely, much more surely, those who receive God's overflowing grace, his empowering presence. This is the classic Amplified, Romans chapter 5, verse 17. And the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself, reign as kings in mind by that one man, Jesus Christ. Reigning in life starts how we rule our internal world. The most important world to reign in is the internal world. It's how we think about ourselves. And I'll make this next statement a couple of times because it's a, it's a, it's a mouthful. I'll say it first and then I'll say it slow. It's unlawful for me to have a thought in my head that's not a thought in God's head about me. It's unlawful for me to have a thought in my head, excuse me, that is not a thought in God's head about me. I'll say it one more time because I can see you're still writing. It's unlawful for me to have a thought in my head that's not a thought in God's head about me. If you don't see your identity within right, you will be ruling right as a king in the kingdom. So ruling in life as a king starts with ruling your own heart and mind and bringing them under subjection to Christ so we can rule well in the kingdom of heaven. As we mature and grow the spirit of God, he begins to mold and shape us into being effective kings in the earth that God has set up from the beginning. And I want to close with this thought out of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. The opening prayer, she actually said this, and it was in my notes. She actually quoted the last, I, I've got it written down in ink because the Lord, for those of you that are listening to the radio, I actually wrote this out in my prayer time last night at 2 o'clock in the morning. And she actually quoted the, the opening scripture with the closing verse for today. Right. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is a no-time verse, revealing some of the ways of God. God does not operate in time. He operates outside of time. That's why he says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, that verse out of the original language, Pastor Yates, can be translated, God is in your yesterday, healing your yesterday. God is in your today, making a way where there seems to be no way, and he's in your tomorrow, preparing for when you get there. Give God the glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. What a word on today from the man of God. What an awesome, powerful word on today. I have three appeals that I want to make right now. 
If you are here and you are in need of prayer, we want to pray with you. Just lift your hand. If you are seeking God for anything, if you're seeking to know more of him, to get closer to him, we want to pray with you today. Just want you to lift your hands if you are seeking prayer today. Our intercessors are seen. They'll know to pray. They'll know to speak out your name. My second appeal is to you. Maybe you're here today and you said, I, I have not been living like the priest or the king that Jesus Christ died for. When he died, I immediately came a king, a priest. But I have been living like that prodigal son, hanging out in the pig pen. When my daddy owns cattle on Thousand Hills. If you are here today and you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this appeal is to you. It's, it's not too late. Need to come while the blood is running warm in your veins. Need to come while the spirit of the God is speaking to you. That word was was right for you today. Is there one today? My third and final appeal. Maybe you don't have a church home. And you're seeking a place where you can worship, you can fellowship, you can grow to love the Lord. You can grow in your prayer life, grow in your study of the word of God, and you can serve. Apostle, I like that. You can, you can have the heart of the king, and then you can have the heart of a servant. I wrote it down. I might not got it right now. Rule with the heart of the servant. Serve with the heart of the king. I got it. I'm, I'm gonna say you said it the next time I say it. Next time I say it, it'll be, it'll be mine. Amen. Amen. But maybe you're here today and you say, well, I want to unite with Greater Saint Stephen's because I feel like I can grow there. I can work there. I can use my gifts. I can use my talent to advance the kingdom of God. Is there one that? This is my final appeal. Amen. You can, somebody's at the door. Amen. We're just truly grateful to God for all of you being here on today. Uh, to Pastor Yates, to Lady Yates and family, thank you. And to our guests, Nia and Rachel and Minister Quante Cole. Amen. He's home. Amen. Amen. Oh, he didn't, he didn't say amen, but Amen. <laughs> He's home, amen. We are just truly grateful to God. My sister, thank you for coming to worship with us on today, amen. We hope and pray that you be blessed, amen. Let us receive our benediction, and then we're all going to be leaving out, amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the word that has been spoken over our lives. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. And now as we leave this place of worship, Father, filled with your word, filled with your final authority, let us go out into the community to serve one another. Let us serve those that don't have food to eat. Let us serve those that don't have clothes to wear. And let us serve those who have lost their hope. Let us remind them that you are the hope. 
You are the future. You are the reason. And God, we love you today. And may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us all, hence now and forevermore. What I say unto one, I say unto all, watch, pray, live holy every day. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't forget tonight at 8 o'clock, the light of Portland. Next Saturday at 11 o'clock, church family, our final family meeting here in the sanctuary at 11 o'clock next Saturday. Amen. Be blessed. Please come and show your love to the apostle.